Welcome to Thousand Generations Podcast, hosted by Dan and Chad Bohai, a father and son duo committed to pursuing God's dream and desire of faithfulness to Jesus and living to see the gospel of his kingdom pass from one generation to the next, to a thousand generations. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we hope to encourage you on yours. Well, welcome back. I'm here with my dad again, and we are kicking off season number four, episode one. Wow. It's uh, It's been an incredible journey so far. And dad, why don't you kick us off with some of the next few episodes and the theme we're going to be walking through? I'd love to do that. It's good to be with you, son. It's my favorite thing. Hmm. I love working with my son. Um, I think that we feel inspired to talk about the power that biblical imagination Hmm. releases. And some of the key verses would be Ephesians 3.20, where Paul said that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly Mm -hmm. above all we can ask or imagine Hmm. according to the power that's at work within us. And then maybe a couple of Old Testament scriptures would be in the first chapter of Psalms where it says, be careful to meditate Hmm. on the word day and night. Mm. One of the definitions of that word meditate is to think on it until it becomes your imagination. Mm. And then Joshua 1, eight, you know, don't let this book of the law mm. depart from your mouth, but be careful to meditate on mm. it. So to meditate means to think about, talk about, dream about until it actually becomes your expectation. So what we say about um, imagination, we're not we're not saying we believe in the power of just positive thinking. That's not what this is. This mm. is not a human effort because I believe that fantasy is demonic imagination, mm. but hope is mm. positive biblical imagination. Yeah. And the significance of hope is that faith is the substance of things you hope for. Mm. So basically, the richer, fuller, and deeper our imagination is based on God's word the more powerful our faith works to release what our expectations are believing for. Yeah. So that's what I think maybe we'll follow the lead of the spirit Mm. the next couple episodes and talk about the power of expectation and talk about the power of imagination. Because when I was little, it seems like when I was a kid, and you Mm. were the same way, Chad, Mm -hmm. it was real easy to imagine, but then life comes and disappointments Mm. come and delays come and accidents come and all of a sudden you stop imagining and you just start figuring out what you can do in the natural so you don't get mm. disappointed anymore. Yeah. And I feel like the church, because we're a lot of the church in our culture, it seems like is walking in a lesser identity in who the word says we mm. are. So we don't have a lot of mm. imagination. All we have is, well, I'm going to hold on until the end. Right. And that's not what God wants us to operate mm. like. So I think, I think I want to talk about, I want us to talk about mm. and dialogue the power of biblical imagination, which is what I think hope is made of. Yes. And we want to maybe use some biblical characters. Yeah, sure. So one of the things we talked about um, when we were preparing for this season was many of us inhabit a world that is simply shaped or shrunk down to our own existence and experience. And what we talked about over these next few episodes is provoking us to contend to believe to actually inhabit a world that is furnished by the word of God, the promises of God, um, that is built on the character of God, what he's done, his mighty deeds, 
the the biblical hope that he wants believers to walk around with. You know, it says that, you know, Colossians 1, 27, that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Well, the hope of glory has to be weighty. It has to be dynamic. It has to be expansive. It it certainly is meant to um, provoke inside the hearts and minds and lives of believers a vision of what is to come. And that future vision is supposed to inspire our current pursuits, priorities, and practices, and praying. We're praying in light of the promises and purposes of God. So dad, I love it. When you told me on our back porch as we were just prepping for the season, Chad, I want to talk about uh, imagination. Let me just read that again. I know you you loosely quoted it, but just so we can anchor it in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So obviously God wants us to include our thinking, our mindset, what comes into our mind's eye when we think about the plans and purposes of God. He certainly wants us to engage the unbelievable minds he's given us, especially as, as it pertains to imagining what it would look like mm. for God to crash in, for God, like we said, the sort of the one-liner, to inhabit a world that is furnished by the word of God instead of just my own experiences and existence. So we talked about Abraham as sort of like a case study just to start this first episode. So just walk us a little bit through the narrative of Abraham. We'll just go back and forth here. Now, Abraham obviously is or called Abram, yes. Abram is called the father of faith, which not just for Christianity, but for uh, the Islamic faith actually calls him their father of faith, mm. and the Judaism, mm -hmm. the Jewish religion calls him the father of faith. So he's very significant when it comes to faith. Mm. And so when we're talking about a father of faith or one who gives birth to faithful ones, mm. faith is the substance of what you hope for. And hope is positive imagination. Mm. So mm. Abraham's life, you know, you father and you reproduce what you are. That's mm. what a father is. The case study uh, from the biblical perspective of Abraham's mm. life should show us that God is genius mm. in using everything at his disposal mm. to strip us from being able to do everything in the natural so we have to rely on the supernatural. That's so good. That's what God's genius yes. at. And most of the time we view it as discipline or discouragement mm. or tribulation mm. or whatever, punishment or a dry season. But if we're really following God to mm. the best of our ability, he is doing everything he can outside of trying to take away our free will. He doesn't mm. do that. Sure. But he does everything he can at his disposal to strip us mm. from being able to rely on, well, I can do it, right. so that we realize we can't do it. Yeah. And that's because he knows how to get us out of what we can do to imagine that what only he can do. That's so good. And so, like, so we're, so we're going to look at the Abraham, Abram, Abraham story. But one more verse just to kind of frame this and, and to connect a few ideas. When we talk about imagination, you've used the word hope, which certainly encompasses the word faith. So let me just read this verse. And when we talk about engaging our mind's eye of picturing what God's purpose is being manifest, his promises, 
being manifest in real time, in real lives, like people like you and I. Hebrews 11, verse 1 and 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That kind of sounds like biblical imagination. That sounds like more than you can ask or imagine. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So again, just to, to, to settle us in the foundation of these next few episodes, when we talk about more than we can imagine, we're talking about the substance of faith, which is the things we hope for and the assurance of things we don't yet see with our physical eye. But Paul, in every one of his sort of apostolic prayers, he's praying for the eyes of our heart to be enlightened, to be opened to a reality beyond what we're currently seeing with our physical senses. This is the realm of faith. Right. And this is the area that God wants to energize us as the days get dark, weariness sets in, discouragement. Is it, is, is, it, is it worth the cost of following Jesus, obeying his word, standing with Christ? He wants us to have such a, a, a mind that is saturated with the promises of God throughout redemptive history that what we see in the future is illuminated by the word of God and by those who've gone before us as those heroes of the faith. And so back to Abraham. So we meet him in Genesis 12. Tell us a little bit about the story. Well, I want to do bullet points, Chad. Yeah. And then if you want to go into any of the bullet points in more depth, I'll yeah. follow your lead. But number one, God told, tells him to leave a land that's his own because he wants to give him a land he has not yet seen. Exactly. Which is a description of faith. Yes. Then he tells him to leave a family that he's grown up with mm -hmm. so that God can birth through him the family of faith for all the generations, which is a description of faith. Right. <laughs> then he tells him to circumcise himself, even though he hasn't mm -hmm. been productive, mm -hmm. which would seem like, okay, I'm going to do something to the part of me that needs help, which seems like ludicrousy. Mm -hmm so that you can be fruitful. Hmm. Then he tells him, look to the stars and imagine if you could count them, that's the number of your offspring. Hmm. And then he tells him, once Isaac actually comes, I want you to kill him, the son of promise, because I'm going to make you the father of multitudes for the nations and generations to come. Everything God did with Abram and Abraham was stripping Abraham's ability to believe I can do it to where he had to imagine, well, if God has to do it, because I can't do it right. now. Exactly. So the whole story of Abraham is God loved him enough yes. to strip him of natural ability. Hmm. So it had to be supernatural hmm. power flowing through faith. Yes. And so let's, let's, let me zero in. So you gave the, those are the highlights, Genesis 12, 15, 17, and 22. But let's get really specific here. Let's look how, look how this works out. So Abraham's Abram's world got shrunk down to the, his own experience and his own inability to have offspring for, through the flesh. So look what it says in Genesis 15. Again, you just gave us the meta. Now let's get in, or let's get into the the minutia. Verse one one through three. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Don't be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield and your great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate? is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, you've given me no children, so a servant in my household has to be my heir. 
So again, picture Abraham's Abram at this time. His world is shrinking. It's not enlarging to encompass the promise he just got in Genesis 12. I'm going to make you a great nation. Through your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I'm going to give you a land. God has to take Abram outside to enlarge the world that he's called him to inhabit. Because look what happens in the next verse. This is so powerful. So his own mind, I'm going to have to give all my estate to, to someone that's not even my child. How many of you have been there, if you're listening to this, that our life of faith shrinks to our own heartache, to our own brokenness, to our own sense of inadequacy? But look what God tells Abram to do. Verse 4 of chapter 15. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. So again, he reiterates the promise he already gave him. And now look what he does. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky. Count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Dad, tell us, what is the significance of, I'm going to have to pass my inheritance to someone who's not, he's a slave, a servant in my house to, hey, buddy, let's go outside. Let's get a bigger vision of what the world looks like when it's at the obedience to my word and my promise. What do you see here? Well, I see a lot of things, but I'm, I'm motivated for something that I'm trying to reenact in my own life personally. Hmm. And that's this, that I want the Word of God to give me a kind of imagination to where when the Word says it's possible, I want to shoot for the stars. Mm. And if I fail, I'll still hit the moon. Mm. Instead of not believing the Word to be a real-time reality, but just, you know, mm. viewing it as a theology of once something happened, but, you know, let's get real. We're in a world now where that doesn't mm. really pertain to where we only shoot for what we can accomplish and hit the bullseye every time. Yes. I would rather fail trying to shoot for stars and still mm. hit the moon than just try to do things that I can do if God doesn't show up, okay? Mm. So that story of Abraham, go outside and look at the stars, motivates me to only try to believe that my vision mm. should be impossible if it's a God vision. Amen. If I am only envisioning what I can do, that's not from God. Okay, does that help? Mm -hmm. Okay. So good. So look up at the stars, count them if you can. Like God's playful. Hello, he's the one who made the stars, the creation, the mountains, the rivers, the lakes, the oceans, the animals, the beauty, the sunset, the sunrise, lightning, all the various sounds. And like God, like the world he's called us to inhabit and to steward through the obedience of faith, is a world bursting with life, bursting with color. And I, some, someone listening to this podcast needs to hear that word. Go outside. Look up at the stars. We serve the God of the immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So again, to retrace Abraham's story, you already said it. Leave your land of the familiar, so I'll give you a land you don't, you, you don't, don't have yet. Leave the family you have so you can build a new one circumcise yourself so that you can actually be productive. Kill your only son that took you 25 years to have so that you'll become a father of nations. Abraham, 
you must live in the world that's furnished by my word, my promises, and my power, not what you can do through the arm of flesh. So there's something here about like back to faith's definition. It's it's the hope of the things we, we what was it again? He helped me out. It's the substance of things hoped, hoped for. for and the evidence of what you can't yet see. Right. So when we talk about imagination, maybe we'll land the plane in the next few minutes here. What we're talking about, dad, is we're talking about living a life of faith. And this is like one of this, I would say you have 10,000 gifts, but maybe your greatest gift of provoking us to, to believe God's word, to live by faith and not by sight. So why don't you just take us there about how, to, how do I grow functionally in that dynamic reality of faith, living out of God's promises and word instead of my own reality? Okay, so I'm just going to give you two testimonies that I got yesterday, Chad. Awesome. And then we'll land the plane. Okay, number one, uh, I did a service two days ago, and a lady had driven, and her husband had driven 12 hours from Canada hmm. to be in the service because they wanted to see me. Hmm. And she came up and she goes, I need to tell you a testimony. And I heard the testimony and it was so good. I actually had her share it before I preached my sermon that night. Mm. And this is what she said. She said seven years ago, her husband and her were going on a vacation. Mm. And, but her back was so bad that she was debilitated and he had to lay her in the back seat because mm. he didn't want to take her. But she said, no, we're going. And they had this trip planned all the way across the northern tier of America. And they live in Canada. Mm. And they were going to end up out by Seattle or whatever. But anyway, she said about two hours into the trip, she said, I'm not going to make it. Get some teaching on healing on YouTube. I need to watch teaching. That's what a woman told me that mm. I've never met mm. two days ago in my healing service. So she says somehow he Googled my name mm. and he put up a YouTube and he was, she was listening to me teach for maybe 20 minutes. And she said in her testimony, about halfway through your sermon, Dan, you stopped mm. and you said, I can't preach. Somebody's hurting really bad in their back right now that I have to pray for before I move on. Mm. And she said she felt like that was her. Wow. And so she said, I just prayed a little short prayer of faith. And then I went back to preaching. She goes, that's me, God. And so she's in the back seat. And all of a sudden she said, I felt fiery tingle go all the way through my body. Mm. And my back was instantly healed. And I've had no back problems for seven years. Now, wow. I found that out two days ago, Chad. Hmm. Now, that was an example of me hearing a word that I had to imagine as possible. So I'm going to stop a sermon and pray for somebody I'll never probably meet. Hmm. But God knows if we can operate in imagination that his word can actually do what it says, we would take more risk. Man. So maybe learning to live a life of faith is giving little, small, obedient expressions to every impression we feel Man. when our motivation is love and not mm. self. Come on. So good. That has to be it. Then the other testimony was the same night, two mm. nights ago. After that lady testified, another lady came up. Mm. And she was probably my age, maybe. And she goes, do you remember me? I go, no. She goes, I was at your intensive last October. Mm. I came forward for prayer because you released a word that God wanted to heal somebody with cancer. Mm. And I said, okay, I'm sorry. I don't remember that. And she goes, well, I was filled with cancer. Mm. And she said, you just said a short little prayer and my cancer was healed. And I have had no cancer since October. Mm. My word. And so you said, how do we, how do we, how do we steward? Mm. How do we grow this garden of faith? That's the substance of hope, which is positive imagination. Mm. 
I think one of the ways, obviously, is spending time in the Word, which mm-hmm. we devote ourselves to. Sure. We try to live Acts 6 4. Mm-hmm. We devote ourselves to wor- the Word and prayer. Yeah. We try to, we get distracted. Yeah. But number two, once the Word starts shaping our imaginations, then impressions that come that don't make sense to us naturally, mm. maybe we should do more risk taking. Mm to develop the muscle Hmm. of imagination. That's so good. I really think that maybe that's the two ways we can grow biblical imagination, not demonic fantasy. Sure. Biblical imagination. Which is the substance of things hoped for, which is faith. Yes. I love it. So word, Hmm. time in the word and prayer, which is studying what he said and listening to him say it. That's the word and prayer. Such a good word. All of that. All of that builds our faith because faith comes when you hear, but faith is made perfect when you see. Well, you're never going to see unless you first hear. Yes. Because you got to hear his voice to get to where his face is. Okay. That's really good. And the written word always leads you to the living word. So we got to spend time in the word to spend time in prayer so we can see him and our faith is made perfect. Mm. And in those moments, I think perfect imagination Mm. produces perfect words, Mm. which Mm. produce God-like results. Mm. That's so, so good. That's man. what I feel like we got to shoot for in these episodes, Chad. I love it. Maybe inspiring people and each other. Sure. I want more imagination. Yeah. yeah. I'm almost 63, Chad. Mm. And I remember when, I, anyway. Yes. I, I want more imagination. Yeah. I don't want to settle for what I can do. Yes. In an hour and 10 minute service. Yeah. Yeah. I want to imagine what would happen if all heaven came in like we preach. Yes. That's it would so never, we'd never be the same. Yeah. That's so good. So let me pray. Father, I just pray that. I just pray Paul's prayer. I can't really improve now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.